Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is Lydia Benia and you're listening to Why Are People Into That with Tina Horn. Welcome to the 50th episode of Why Are People Into That, the podcast that never, ever does anything nice and easy. Okay, so this is the 50th official episode. Uh, Holy shit. I'd like to thank my mama and Elvis. But seriously, actually, I'd really, really, really like to take a moment to thank my listeners. That's you, my patrons. I know you're listening. And everyone who has ever been a guest or given me audio advice or helped me to stack paper for the show. Why are people into that has always been a 100% indie endeavor by me to create the kinds of conversations I want to have about sex, kink, gender, and love. I'm not planning on slowing down anytime soon, so here's to 50 more episodes and many more years of Kinky Slut Radio. For the 50th episode, I have a very special guest, sex ed legend Midori, discussing one of her specialities, female dominance. Part two of my conversation with Midori will be out on August 15th. I have been releasing episodes early for my Patreon patrons, so if you like the show and you want to be a part of the cool pervert club, check out patreon.com slash T-I-N-A-H-O-R-N. New York City. Please come to my Getting Clean to Get Dirty class at the Pleasure Chest on 2nd Avenue, Wednesday, August 30th. This is a new class for me, inspired by all the people who ask me for advice about preparing for butt sex. It also might be about how much I personally love enemas. It's free, and you get 15% off anything you buy in the store that night. If you live in New York and you listen to the podcast, I seriously really want to meet you, and this is a great chance to do that. Also, it looks like I'm going to be doing some exciting collaborative stuff at the Sex Expo in Brooklyn on September 23rd, so mark your calendars for that. Okay, see you there. All of August is actually anal month at the Pleasure Chest. Start the month off right listening to my interview with Brandon B. All about different butt toys. Pleasure Chest is hosting a lineup of butt-friendly workshops all month long, including Butt Sex Basics with Denise and Matan on August 2nd in New York City, Anal Sex 201 with Tristan Terramino on August 16th, in Los Angeles, and Shawnee Holloway's Bend Over Buddy class on August 30th in Chicago. 
The full lineup of free workshops is always available at PleasureChest.com. Oh, and don't forget to let them know that you heard about the workshops on Wire People Into That. Follow at Tina Horns Ass on Twitter and Instagram so you'll never miss an update. And now, pull your bright red pumps out of your locker and conspicuously change into them before homeroom. For why are people into female domination? Midori, how's it going? Hey, I'm going good. I'm back in my other favorite city, New York, so I am happy. And your primary favorite city, of course, would be San Francisco. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Left my heart, soul, body, lust, and various body fluids <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> How long have you lived in San Francisco? Oh, geez. You know, I've been in the Bay for... Uh, you know what? Yeah. Honestly, the sounds of New York will just be atmospheric. We're, hey, so we're in Midtown. Uh, for everyone listening, it is the sound of sirens in the background. It is a natural environmental bird call <laughs> of New York City. But, you know, there aren't as many honking here as there used to be. Interesting. Yeah. What do yeah. you think that's about? Oh, I don't know. Um, I have no idea. But huh. yes, I hear the bird calls of New York City. Oh, yes. Emergencies. Emergency, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is the authentic sound, not sound clip of New York City. Oh, my God. That would be a lot more effort for me to just like put in all of that uh, right? as my sound design. Nope, this yeah. is just punk as fuck. Yeah. So uh, the Bay Area, I have been, well, I've been in the Bay since the mid-80s. Cool. Been in San Francisco since 91, so, you know, a couple years. Cool. Yeah, 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 just one or two. Um, and in San Francisco, um, which is where I originally know you from, um, you are a living legend in the sex education oh my God, world. Rock I'm not star. Dead yet. <laughs> you don't live at that emphasis on the living. Very much living legend. Um, uh, a writer as well. Um, I have uh, devoured um, all of your books and. Uh, I, I would say from my perspective that you're most known for your education around bondage. Um, but uh, I think that's shifting, though. Is that's it shifting? Yeah. 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 It, would you what would you say it's shifting? to? Well, it's certainly known. I'm, you know, I'm certainly known for for that. But I think in general, I am known for really quality education around kink and adventurous sex. So. Awesome. Yeah, you know, there, a lot of people may know me initially from from the rope bondage classes, but I think it, it's more the substance around the motivation, the psychology, and improving one's quality of play. Awesome. I'm all about that. Yeah. That's great. Um, and so you're here in New York to do your Fort FM intensive weekend, which is three days. Fort FM. Fort FM, uh, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a made-up word, so it's a made-up pronunciation. Gotcha. Yeah, F-O-R-T-E-F-E-M-M-E, -E -E, mm -hmm. Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive. Fantastic. Now, if someone were to sign up for Fort FM, mm -hmm. what could they expect? Okay, so this is Fort FM is myself, nine women, three days. And it is a brain dump and it is a power surge. It is about tapping into your authentic power from the bedroom to the boardroom. Cool, cool. Yeah. 
it starts Friday night, so it will be starting this evening. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, it has been sold out for... I can feel for... the anticipation oh, crackling yeah. in the oh, air. Yeah. It's been sold out for, for ages cool. uh, with a waiting list. In fact, I've awesome. had people signing up this week for the waiting list. They'll have to come back for the August or October program. But um, starts Friday night and instructions pretty much immersive of from Friday night through Sunday night includes a field trip and a lot of really really good deep dive education and a lifetime of skill that people will come out from this and then once they graduate they belong to the alumni association oh cool I bet there's a lot of perks there oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. In fact, we just, um, every time I'm in town, we have a alumni reunion, too. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing that it's about education, but also community building as well. Yes. That's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like part of the idea behind this intensive is learning about female or feminine or femme power in a way that will improve your sex life but probably also heighten your relationship to the power that you have in all avenues of Mm -hmm. your life and that doesn't mean just like being sexual in the grocery store being sexual in the office but knowing how to use those ethical power and leadership Mm. that's creating win 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 situation and in the bedroom it is about creating a win win situation so that everybody's desires and pleasures may be met Mm. how does this translate to the boardroom it is about understanding with clarity the actual need and want that's beneath the surface of conventional language to create that like overlap of of want, desire, need to collaboratively create, where uh, collaboratively create a desired outcome, and that could be software management. It mm. could be preparing for trial. It could be uh, getting your team's uh, assets lined up and budgeting lined up for your team. It may also be about the hottest vanilla sex. Mm. And it's it's all of it. I've I've actually had uh, my Forte FM graduates. I mean, they've certainly been exploring this in their bedroom in in kink and vanilla sex. But I had one woman come back and say, you know, I use the tools that I learned from this. She said to ask for the raise that I deserve. Fuck yeah. I had another woman who said that I use the tools and the conversation skills yeah. in this in order that I may advocate for my child who has special needs with the school district. Oh, my God. And we're not talking about she's showing up. Okay, just to clarify for the listeners out there, she's not showing up in, like, thigh boots and and whips, but rather saying, these are my needs. Yeah. What are your needs, and why are you saying back to me, and how do we come up with a way that everyone's happy without anyone being shunned to the sidelines or feeling unheard? sounds like something that everybody should do yeah <laughs> so for i mean this is why there's a waiting list yeah there yeah. is and for the women i have for FM because i find that there's not a lot of places for even in the kinks and uh sm and uh sex positive subculture there's not a lot of places for women to explore 
a non-cliched mm. without stepping into the usual tropes yeah um yeah. exploration of power and leadership yes um and even less so out in i mean here we are in midtown look around i mean we're we're in in one of the the power centers of the world yeah and women in tech feeling silenced absolutely you know women in politics being talked over no kidding women in the bedroom not being able to say you know um half an inch to the left honey definitely <laughs> you know and, and i will say uh, i will say in midtown i have seen more impressive stiletto walking oh. on concrete than i've seen in any dungeon uh, you know i mean it's one thing to walk Fierce. across Fierce. it's one thing to walk across a dungeon floor and then get up on a bed <laughs> it's another thing to walk across grand central station so we do the, new york oh, does yeah. have some some of that new york broad power fierce yeah yeah and uh there's another weekend that i do and uh, it's called make hot play happen cool that one is great for individuals and all genders but also awesome for people in partnered uh relationships with how many however many partners they may have sure because that one actually builds upon conversation oh you know you're you're speaking my language the language of language yes so it's around it's around how to clearly clearly identify your own hunger if you mm. can identify your own hunger and you have a better skill set about really understanding what you're hungry for yeah then you can better find out what your partner wants and and what marcia and i i co-teach with marcia b mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we call this the sexual sophisticate skill cool and you know we've known people who they have this particular way where they make it seem so easy yes it's true or like they're psychic right right they, they seem like they're psychic right and you know that's not the case it's actually a lifetime of emotional skills and conversational muscles that they've learned to mm. flex so well mm. that it goes unnoticed it's like how athletes can make things look so easy right is a way that sexual sophisticates make creating mutually just mind-blowing scenes so sophisticated and so easy and so smooth and it's not they're not born to it that's true and so this weekend that that we teach is about it's kind of like boot camp for seeming like uh, psychics <laughs> sexual psychic okay, boot camp. camp oh my god yeah. i love it yeah. i love that idea of understanding your hunger really sort of understand what your appetites are for because if you don't know if you just have a hunger but you don't actually know what you're hungry for then you're not going to be sated and you're just mm -hmm. going to have this empty pit in your stomach and you all keep the time. stuffing and stuffing and stuffing right and feeling unsatisfied yeah now you can go for hungry for a while i mean haven't we all lord knows <laughs> and when we know exactly what we want that hunger may be very specific True. but when you get to feed it mm. oh yeah <laughs>
And and listeners, what you don't see is we're both looking at each other with this glazed over look, as we're both thinking about right. Are you were yeah. you not thinking about that particular time when you waited for that? Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You got to build up an appetite sometimes. Anything come to mind? I mean, should we go into a little bit of a you know, no names mentioned, nitty gritty? Mm. Um, <sighs> you know. I mean, I guess uh, oh, several several oh. things several things are coming to mind. I'll, I'll... I'm, I'm making her fluster. <laughs> you, are, <laughs> you are well. Well, we have barely barely begun. Okay, um, yeah, let's you know, just dive into the dirty. Yes, I, let's do it. This I, yeah, is I'm telling you. I think you, they want to hear this. That they yeah. definitely do, yeah. and that is what this show is for. Um, and while I think about this, I mean, yeah. the, the, the thing about identifying hunger, hungers, think thing about Fort FM as well, thing about Make Hot Play Happen, is not about filling your life with constant orgasms because we won't get our bills paid. That is that is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes your orgasms pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so. And not also, sometimes the bill paying orgasms are not necessarily the ones that satiate that hunger that we're talking yeah. about and they so, can like translate into satiating like your literal hunger for food because the orgasms mm -hmm. pay the bills which include the grocery bill anyway so, so i want to reframe this idea of a life filled with pleasure mm. there's a tendency out there to think of life filled as pleasure as somehow being all the time in a height of pleasure but i think it's about quality and qualitative as opposed mm. to quantitative right right that's true i feel like there's uh definitely an expectation um, uh, that, you know, you start to open up yourself to, uh, sexual exploration or sexual cultures. And that, that is going to translate into Caligula hedonism 24 seven. Um, and that is, um, that's rarely the case. And that's rarely what we're all talking about when we are suggesting that people, explore and experiment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's it's that knowing what you're hungry for that when you've set up all the situation and you've waited mm. and waited and then then you get to taste that which you're hungry for it, it the, the taste actually then lingers in the satisfaction even mm. after the time has passed it, it mm -hmm. lingers you know, I think to answer your question, I something that's coming to mind for me is that when I was in my mid-20s and getting turned out in San Francisco pervert world, um, I the first time that I had a really good spanking from someone who themselves was a spanking fetishist, it definitely satisfied me in a way that I hadn't even known to order that off the menu. Um, mm -hmm. And so my, I think that my experience was I had done enough exploring and was doing enough reading and going to classes and having open conversations, not only with lovers and partners, uh, play partners, but also with friends, with community, with colleagues, that it 
it sharpened my intuition and to like extend this, the, you know, the hunger metaphor, it was like my, uh, I understood my appetite so that when I had the first taste of something that I hadn't tasted before, I knew that that was something that would continue to feed me. Mm-hmm. And I think if I hadn't been doing all of that exploring and, and, you know, tasting around that, maybe I wouldn't have known it when I saw it Mm -hmm. and been Mm -hmm. ready for it. And I was, and now here we are. Mm, Let's see. So I can think of several, let's see. So thinking of the, uh, making, making the sweet lingering hunger worth it. Mm. Right. Now I like a long flirtation. Okay. Okay. I like a long flirtation with the 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 crevice of the back alleys and Ooh. the crevice of the mind and the back alleys of the imagination. Ooh. Yeah, stroked. Yeah. <laughs> the long wait. I remember once a particularly stunningly long lunch. Mm. During which time the act, actual food, actual food, not metaphorical food, mm-hmm. Consumed lingeringly slowly with glances stolen with double and triple innuendo of another extremely exquisitely verbally skilled jouster. Mm. So on the surface, it was all talking about art. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, art's so sexy. And then seemingly to actually talk about the artists, the the whatever artwork that we were Mm -hmm. enjoying and their pleasure life and inspiration. But underneath it all, talking about, talking about further set of hungers of the, the two people that happened to be devouring the lunch, the stolen glances, the intentional finger laid upon the wrist, and then the- I mean, What was the food? Oh, steak. Oh, yes. Rare. Oh, I, you read my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, vegetarians. Okay. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh huh. Yeah. And you can they can imagine like a portobello uh, mushroom or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah. And oh, it. This has been. This has been. It's been opera. It's been Rodin's. It's been uh, paintings. It's been. Yeah, uh, and then slowly walking through or listening to this like beautiful, beautiful artwork, and and then at the end, unable to take it anymore, and me looking to my left, looking to my right, and and there's that moment of privacy. There is the the moment stolen in a back alley or finally slipped behind the closed doors and shoved up against a wall, hand around throat, and the swift kiss and then turning away. Oof. And then what? I leave it at that. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm, there are plenty of places that people can find out more if they're um, curious um, about what else is on your <laughs> deviant mind. Um, 
okay where was i um uh midori i um i really think that uh to honor this weekend of forte femme um that you are about to embark on uh how long have you been doing it uh in this form well over a decade yeah awesome yeah so i would be so honored Mm. if we could explore why are people into female dominance Mm. so we could put that in terms of femdom um sort of the like iconic dominatrix um dynamic um i'm uh, gonna reframe this actually yes. oh, please do. it's about dominance for it's about dominance of people who identify as or have some parts of themselves that are feminine. It's not femdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually separate that, mm-hmm. right? Tell me more. Because I find that the term femdom, as it stands today at the, the time of this recording, yeah. have a lot of uh, baggage and assumptions. That is true. I am looking at this as people who top from a femme space, okay. right, in that moment. Not that they necessarily identify as Femme. Now, why am I creating a weekend? If if so, why am I creating a women for a uh, weekend for women only? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there isn't enough space for there aren't spaces where this can be explored. That's and, absolutely true. And in the context of in the context of of our busy, complicated lives, because mm. the thing that 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 we honor in this weekend is we're all busy. We're all freaking busy. We have family, we have work, we have careers, we have volunteerism, we have friends, we have responsibility in so many realms that how much time do we have left for play and and mm. to actually check into our own hunger? Mm. And I am not going to say to the people that, oh, we need to make more time for play. Yeah, we'd like to all. I yeah. mean, don't we all? Yeah. But the reality is we don't. And I'm first operating from a place of reality. Yeah, yeah. So of the little bit of time that we have, if you can squirrel away an hour in that week, and that may be really pushing it. You know what? Within that hour, let's make a count. Yeah. And so while, the yeah, the weekend is Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive. Why that? Because we come from the reality of the responsibilities and the limitations of being women in this world. This also includes the bullshit that we have been raised with. I, I've heard about that. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the, you know, s- seen but not heard to put our desires on, on the back burner. So, you know, consider what it is, how to please one's, how many sex classes have we seen? That's like, please your man, please your partner, please your, your other. I, yeah, I mean, that's all you... That's all you see online and all the because in the we've magazines. been taught. Yeah. We've been taught to put ourselves, our own hungers on the back burner. And I'm coming from a place of if we can identify what we're hungry for, mm. then we also give your our other partners permission to be hungry for what they are. That's absolutely true. Leading by example, right? Yeah. So what is hot about topping from? A femme space. Confidence is sexy. That is definitely true. Confidence is seductive. And confidence that also comes with confidence of vulnerability. Oh, I love that. 
right? So we tend to think, especially in the United States, now context for the listeners, I'm actually originally from Japan. Right. And so I think in Japan there may be a little more comfort in the gray area. Interesting. And of of, of uh, strength so many, and vulnerability. So, uh, strength and vulnerability, but so many other things. Interesting. That it is not all winners and losers. It is not all huh. about, there's this idea that leading is better than following. No. Mm. How can you lead if there's no one to follow? That's true. And how can you follow with grace and strength if you have no one that you might want to follow? Makes sense to me. Right. And so, but vulnerability as also strength and beauty, mm. right? Yeah. Yes. And there's this whole idea that, that oh, you know, vulnerability is weakness. Oh, no. It's taken, I, I mean, I'm ha- I would love to talk about this more. It has, um, it's taken me a lot of work to recognize what you're talking about. And I think I still have a long way to go. But, um, yeah, feeling um, the importance of vulnerability, especially with intimacy. Um, yeah. and, and the power of being willing to be vulnerable is something that um, I feel grateful to have had at guidance re- and experience. At a and- really specific level. Mm-hmm. Let's talk vulnerability uh, from from a really biological and evolutionary place, right? Please vulnerability do. as the moment in which one is vulnerable to or po- may have possible risk for predation, mm. may have possible mm. risk for uh, physical risk and physical risk because you are not vigilant to one's environment. Mm, That's mm-hmm. like a vulnerability, right? Right. The moment of orgasm is profoundly vulnerable. No kidding. The, yeah, yeah, you're exposed. <laughs> you are exposed. You are uh, not paying attention to one's environment. You are in physical convulsions. You are in spasms. You... Uh, uh, neurotransmitters and body fluids are squirting all over the place and And you're out of control out of control and yeah so orgasm in that moment is at an animal level Mm. vulnerable Mm -hmm. right so in that if one can have such intense amount of leadership and power to say i choose i choose this physical biological vulnerability with you and you will do the things that I tell you to that I can experience that vulnerability and you will be graced by that gift and be awed by it oh my god um that idea of an orgasm as leadership is something I'm gonna meditate on a little bit (laughs) Um, and the one chosen, yeah, to create that, yeah, yeah, or collaborate, yeah, yeah. on it, yeah. yeah, and to serve that vulnerability. Mm. That rules. Um, so there we go. So there we go. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm I, I sold. Wish, I, I wish you all could see her <laughs> blushing. Okay. Uh, uh, it's just the tea. Um. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What specifically is feminine about what you just described? That is up to each woman that comes to the course. Mm -hmm. And we go through this whole exercise around what defines feminine for each woman. What's unique about Forte Femme is it's not about getting a formula and it's not about act X, Y, or Z way. Mm. So for some people who are operating at a very superficial level, it may be frustrating. But what it is instead is about giving each woman the tool by which to be her most authentic self in the moment. And each of the nine participants, their idea of feminine it's going to be very different. We go through what yeah. what is my version of a Jungian approach mm, to mm-hmm. individual archetype building. But it's not about attaching oneself to a single archetype. By the end of the weekend, you will have dozens, dozens of this. And to recognize that that in our play or kink or DS relationship or even how one may lead your team in the in, – um, your project management, yeah. you had different models of of um, the models and archetypes of that, and to have to have those archetypes up your sleeve, saying, "Oh, you know, right now this mm. one, right now that one." So you wrote an essay about this subject that was in your book, Wild Side Sex. Yeah. Um, which I read many years ago, and I, and th- there was a specific exercise about finding uh, your femme archetypes. That's the one, and it's been developed even more richly since. Um, I, wa- yeah. I, I want to hear more about yeah. how it's developed, um, but I do want to tell you that I had read that, and when I when I was starting out in my uh, pro dom career. I um had I sort of sat down and and did that exercise and wrote down like a lot of my femme archetypes which by the way at that time uh a lot of my sort of heroes and role models were men actually mm-hmm. um I'd always been sort of like attracted to sort of the like um the like rolling stones kind of like rock and roll masculinity and um and, I got a little mick in me too uh, yeah I believe that <laughs> Um, I mean, he, of course, is like very in touch with some feminine energy. We could, we could talk about that. Makes a hot babe. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, and I think a lot of my like intellectual heroes, um, were, uh, male as well. And, um, and so it was a little bit of a challenge for me to think about who my female heroes were. And the process of thinking about that made me realize 
it sort of started me realizing um, how much internalized misogyny I have around power that I didn't that I that I associated Yay. that I associated uh, you know the the qualities that I wanted to embody physical strength intellectual prowess uh, artistic like creativity experimentation and and boldness um, with masculinity um so. Um, two of my archetypes, um, that I came up with from that exercise are who I named myself after, which was Tina Turner. Oh, and, yes. and Audrey Horn oh. from Twin Peaks. Oh, and so for me, a fire walk with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, yeah. Have you been watching the new Twin not Peaks? Yet, not okay, yet. Okay. I, I'm okay. saving for the binge. Um, cool. Uh, it is infuriatingly everything that you want it to be um uh, but anyway and audrey hasn't even shown up yet it's it's crazy i'm like oh where is audrey um but uh anyway you know for me tina turner is so boldly explicitly sexual in mm-hmm. her musicality and her and her physicality as well and fearless about her vulnerability absolutely yeah. um and you know is is uh uh, can do crazy things in stilettos speaking of doing crazy things in stilettos and you know in tiny little glittery sequined dresses but always always on the move um uh you know endless uh, like tire tireless energy um and and like roughness and and passion and all of that so that's definitely like a feminine archetype for me and then on the other and then the audrey horn thing is actually something that was harder for me to be in touch with that like coy precocious um just coming into female power but knowing exactly what to do with it um so anyway I guess I just wanted to say that that simple exercise was so powerful and influential for me and I haven't even been to the weekend intensive yet that's just from a book I am so delighted and touched and thrilled with that yeah um so thank you um tell me about how that concept has evolved for you the getting in touch with your feminine archetype exercise okay so we we go through that that going over a lot of different types of genres from myth and myth and religion folklore fairy tale history Mm. popular culture and nowadays a huge amount of um science fiction and comic books a lot of the women coming through my my program are high level tech people. Oh yeah. So yeah. So they know they're oh, they're super heroines. Oh yeah, yeah, they totally do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we go through that, but then then we go to what I call the inside out and the outside in method. Mm. The inside out. Now for the readers out there, you can find this exercise in the book Wild Side Sex. Cool. Um, the inside out is listing the, the emotional states and the attributes of, of what I call the power femmes, mm. right? And so, all right, so what you just talked about, yeah. Tina, right? And not so much about what she's wearing, mm. but that she's moving, that she's, she's, what were the words you used? That she's tireless. Mm-hmm. You know, she has tireless energy, that she is uh, rough, 
Um, and with with uh, Audrey, there's the coy and the mm -hmm. precocious mm -hmm. and the, the sexually awakening. Mm -hmm. So taking all those those attributes or psychological states. So look at the inside out. What kind of state do you want to be in mm. in play? And so the emotional state. And what are the conditions that will make that happen? What would the conditions be for you to be rough and a little bit coy? I mean, definitely, I mean, I just keep coming back to the shoes <laughs> for mm -hmm. obvious reasons. Um, I think, um, you know, having a, um, having tall feminine shoes, having glitter, um, either having a microphone or having some version of a, a microphone. I'm holding a microphone right now. Um, a stage basically uh -huh. like, like a stage and audience and encouragement to, okay. to perform. And also, um, so then the, like, like to, to perform in a, it, to be, to be loud and to have the space where people want me to be exaggerated and outsized and, and loud and, um, all over the place. So if we were playing, then I would be hearing that and I would be like, honey, why don't we clear out the living room? Yeah. Why don't we change the lights so there's a spotlight? <laughs> why don't we bring in the karaoke machine and I'm yes. going to have one chair that is like the strip joint customer chair. Yes. <laughs> I will serenade you. Right? Right? Great. Great. And that would be fun. It would be fun. And it would be a way by which to get that emotional state. And also, I have to say, even having you describe that, you know, I karaoke is like my religion. Um, and one thing that I love about karaoke is that, you know, I love to perform. I don't get as nearly as much stage stage fright as the average person. Um, but it does still make me, it does give, I'm, I'm human. It gives me butterflies. Yeah. It makes me, uh, and it, it makes me feel vulnerable. Yeah. Be, you know, it makes me feel vulnerable to somebody laughing at me and saying, you're actually not a very good singer or like, you know, why, why are you, why are you performing? Why, why are you such an attention hog? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that's what I feel vulnerable to in those moments. And so to have somebody who is receptive to that performance and saying, yeah, I love it when you sing, I love it when you perform, I love it when you're exaggerated attention whore, attention hog, um, that, that kind of goes back to what you're saying about orgasm, like having someone be graced with my vulnerability in that way. Yes. So that's the inside out, which mm -hmm. is the emotional states. Mm. And how do we create that? In that exercise, that's revealed. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And the other part of the exercise is what I call outside in. All right. So the emotional states, the inside out, maybe, maybe a little bit harder to tap into. Now you've done this work, so you're yeah. really articulate on it, but it might be harder, right? Or, or if you have a huge list of these emotional states, oh my God, how do we narrow it down? The outside in is an, uh, the role playing way of approaching it. Right. So what are the outsides? In other words, outside includes how you're standing, right? Mm. I, and we do an exercise in Forte FM called Schlumpy versus Sexy. <laughs> we intentionally do the, okay, give me the, you're sitting, you're sitting de uh, defensively in the subway set. Right. You're, you're having the, the, the exhausted after 12 hour day working sit. All mm -hmm. right, so how do you feel? All right, as opposed to straighten out your spines, mm. uh, all of that. So there's the physicality. Yeah. And then there's the little bit of, what are we wearing? Right. Yeah. 
you know, is is Catwoman on your power fam list? Is Probably. It, is it the shoes? Is it the this? Is it the that? You know, the the outside in will bring a different feel. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, so tonight I have a white wool neo empire waist a latter day jackie o outfit oh my god i'll have my hair up Mm. i'll have my little jackie o number with my fort fm lapel pin with little manolos and a cocktail ring oh my god so not the dominatrix stereotype right absolutely not no you know i'm maybe i think i'll have a a gold necklace with a sunbeam on and and that will tap into the first lady of kink. Oh my god! <laughs> so Jackie O is a is a femme uh, icon for you. One, yeah. But then last night at the Eagle, yeah, at the Eagle, I'm wearing knee high boots, leather, black lace bra. And a leather apron. Oh, yes, which you were also saying that uh, you wore to Sweeney Todd as well, right? Sweeney Todd with yeah. a dab of blood. Oh, my God. Fake blood, fake blood, folks, fake blood. At least It was time. pretty obviously fake yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I had a swagger. Of course you did. I was strutting down the meatpacking district with oh. my valet in attendance and, you know, the warm the warm sensuous breeze of summer night in new york city right underneath my uh leather apron and that warm leather caressing my thighs as i'm striding down the meatpacking district i love that you can also make um the meatpacking district feel like it's used to still the 90s right There were a couple of waiters that uh, that I could tell, yeah, you all Leatherman, and you're working your uh, waiter mm. job. I could see the couple of eyes like following along, going, "Yeah, she's keeping it real." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, sometimes it's it's you put on the outside, yeah, which allows the inside to have a rise. And I think for people to feel comfortable having that versatility, mm-hmm. um, and that something you might want to embody something that is very classic or classical you Mm -hmm. know um for somebody you know i i think it's also taken me a long time to realize that things that i perceive to be sort of clone-ish um uh and i i don't mean like a like sexy sci-fi clone i mean like uh like cookie cutter uh same same uh looks um in in sexiness um, had always kind of bored me. Um, and I think that um, it's taken me a while to realize that for some people um, that there, that there's value in um, in the classic look, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so especially being at leather contests and seeing, you know, people winning leather titles because of their ability to just embody something that is clean lines and like literally, you know, clean and polished and, and, uh, and symbolically potent. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so for some people just embodying that and looking in the mirror and saying, Oh my God, I resemble something archetypical right now can be really powerful. And then also having things that are, 
maybe unconventional or unusual variations on that. Like you were saying, you would not expect the first lady look to be the to be the embodiment of being a dominatrix. But if that is a place that you find your femme power, Mm -hmm. then it's about what works for you. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, And I'm actually trying to look up a photo right now that might be amusing, but did I show you the, the leather the uh, the leather apron from yeah. last night at Sweeney yeah. Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so much fun. But yeah, it's it's it would I be think... fun to get to like go to a boot black stand with that apron. I know, right? Like, yeah. Just like smear yourself all over the front of me with Hubbards. Oh yeah. And, and um it was cool walking into walking into the Eagle with that. And just like on a Thursday night. Yeah. 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 And you know, the bouncer was bounce was like, okay, you know, want to make sure you know what you're walking into. <laughs> you know, you've been here before. <laughs> Have you been here before? He asked. I mean, now, mind you, I'm wearing a leather apron. Yeah. yeah. They, they can be a little, I, I've had experiences with bouncers that yeah. that Eagle and other, you know, other male I, leather spaces where they're like, honey, do you, are you prepared for, it's like, yes. My response was, it's been a few years here, but the San Francisco, you go, does that work? And they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, speaking of iconic. Yeah. Well, that is very iconic. Shall we describe this go outfit? For it. Okay. So, um, uh, full, uh, ankle to neck, uh, to wrist leather, uh, fire engine red, uh, so that's like a mermaid skirt, right? Where mm-hmm. it's sort of like a pencil skirt um, from high waist to knee and then a sort of a, like fr- a frilly flare, uh, like a mermaid's tail going all the way down to the shoes. And then uh, a sort of villainess. Um, totally Dis- Disney, Disney Wicked Queen Exactly, yeah. like red and black uh, corset, tightly cinched. Um uh, with yeah, with like a big red collar and then uh, just like huge sparkly statement necklace over you know the kind of cleavage you would expect from a tightly cinched corset and of course that lovely cane, um, yeah, and oh, your and, glasses. And if you could see the shoes, I mean the red lace platform mules with tassels on the back. Oh my god. Yeah, so I wore that to IML and. I, I think the difference between clone and iconic mm. is how much you own it. That is good advice. You know? That's really good advice because I can, you know, you, you think about, you know, we just had Folsom East out here um, a couple of weeks ago. And of course it was Pride and I was just at uh, International Miss Leather um, in April. And yeah, you do see sometimes folks who they're like wearing the outfit, but they're not wearing the outfit or like the outfits kind of wearing them right as opposed to the outfits and expression of them yeah yeah Yeah. and you could see and you know like no shade sometimes people need it takes practice right yeah oh there was this one iml contestant the year i got to judge international mr leather nice he was so fantastic oh my god showed up in black leather pants Mm mm-hmm as is the tradition, mm-hmm. and knee-high boots, platform 
high heel. Love that. Corseted <gasps> with a leather shirt and this handmade, stunningly made, uh, I can only describe it as lace made of leather cape. Whoa. And so like wove like a uh, there were pieces oh, no. sewn together oh shit and strode onto stage oh, I've with seen a these. flare oh my god i love that yeah um yeah i have seen those sort of like leather lace things where it, i think that it's it's almost like a cutout yes yeah 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 yes, it's like cut work yeah. yeah um that's really cool yeah he sounds great fierce yeah it sounds powerful really fabulous and 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 femme all no all gendered mm, mm, pan-gendered mm, i love that pan-gendered power that's oh man that's yeah that's really fucking cool there were certain segments that were uncomfortable with that but um, that's, i'm sure that th- this contestant really expressed the fullness of their existence oh my god i love that yeah did they win no but made an awesome awesome showing that's yeah. great that's so great oh um and the guy who won the title fully celebrated everybody's expression that i mean that is what a title holder should do yeah thanks for listening to episode 50 follow at tina horns ass on twitter and instagram subscribe on acast itunes etc and take a few seconds to write a review and tell your friends about the show Visit wirepeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. As ever, Wire People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Vivid Windows from Oakland, California, and this project is supported in part by my generous High Heel Warrior patrons. Get in touch with your feminine side by pledging patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Until next time... I'll be collecting reparations from the patriarchy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 